let's get ready to grumble! Happy New Year! <laughs> Hello, Dan. I'm Daryl, you're Dan, and we've got some special guests today, haven't we? Yes, we have. Uh, we've uh, sat Graham off because uh, um, he killed Jim the Anvil Nightheart. <laughs> we will explain that to you guys <laughs> in due course. Um, so we've got um, the two promoters, did we discuss before, Anne? Yeah, the yeah. Two, promote, two promoters of, uh, are you just called Breed or Breed Pro Wrestling? Breed Pro Wrestling. Breed, Breed Pro, Pro Wrestling in yeah. Sheffield. Uh, you when you've got shows coming up in first show in February. Yeah, tenth yeah. of February and then seventeenth of March. Yeah. So Sundays. the voice you over there is Mitch. Yeah. Hello. And you're Mark. I'm Mark. Yeah. <laughs> got it all right. Yeah, got it right. <laughs> um so uh this week we're gonna do uh, a we recorded straight after the Tokyo Dome. So we're we're recording Wrestle Wrestle Kingdom uh podcast this week and then next week uh you're gonna hear all about the upcoming breed shows in Sheffield, so you'll get to Tell us all about them, and uh, we might be a bit nosy and ask you uh, for uh, any little secrets you've got, any <laughs> any insights into the world of British wrestling, because we love a bit of a Brit, Brit rest scandal on this show. Um, so let me just explain to you why our usual host, Graham, uh, killed Jim the Anvil Night Art. Okay. So uh, every year we do a Christmas quiz, uh, and it's fantastic. It's my favourite show of the year. I get to be quiz master. It's brilliant. And it's, it pits uh, Dan against Graham. Hello, yep. Dan. Hello. He's done. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and at the end of the quiz, I ruined the quiz because we always do a prediction show the previous year. To Just to the first year, we didn't have that. So the first year, I won clean. Okay. The second year, <laughs> yeah, not, so, so much, not so clean. So for the, for the second Christmas quiz, uh, the year previous to that, we did a prediction show, which we uh, had a death pull. And he picked uh, Bobby Heenan. So the year after that, Graham technically won the quiz, but um, he swooped in and he won the death pool, so he won the real quiz. Yeah. <laughs> this and year? I, I'd spend a year of people making fun of me, saying I killed Bobby Heenan, <laughs> and continually being reminded of the fact that I killed someone. I've just realised. Are you happy to record this show now? You know we do a death pool. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fine with me, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so then, yeah, so then Gra- Graham predicted Jimmy Anvil and uh, So we killed him. Yeah, we so him. he essentially yeah. killed it, yeah. So we have got power. Yeah, in, I'm pretty in big for this one. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Got, they, they play it safe and they go for people that retired. I've gone, no, we'll, we'll, we'll go, big, go big or go home. Yeah. I, I'm remembering mine this year. It's stuck in my, like the last two years I've remembered mine pretty solidly. But this I'd, episode of the Royal Gumble podcast is dedicated to the memory of Mean Gene Oakland. No one picked Mean Gene. No. No. So let's Good. talk about New Japan. Yeah, let's talk about New Japan. <laughs> <laughs> let's get back onto the good notes. Have you uh, got the card? Yes, I have got the card. Uh, I'm guessing I'm probably the only one who watched the pre-show. Yeah, we had technical yeah. difficulties. Yeah, um, the pre-show the first two hours. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'll just quickly say the pre-show match. The highlight of it was the fact that we got Nagata versus Suzuki in the middle of it, and the crowd responded quite well to it, which was a match at Wrestle Kingdom Seven, which was very mm. good. Okay. Um, Reis Gitaguchi, Toriano and Togi Makabe will be challenging for the Never Six Man Hot Potato Championships on New Year's Dash tomorrow. And they'll probably win them. <laughs> because that's how the six man titles work. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's true. In the first year of those six man titles, they changed like six times. Are like you guys big New Japan fans? Yeah, I'm into it. I'm into it. I, I watch the big shows. I, the G1, I, I, I switch in and out. I look for the five star matches and find them matches. After yeah. they've been reviewed. Well, the G1 ruins my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I'm really honest, I bob in Yeah, I think so I'm Wrestle more, more, more on, on your mm. level with this. Like yeah. I, I don't really know much no, about yeah. it, to be honest. No. I just get involved for Wrestle Kingdom, that's yeah. about it. Yeah. Whereas the G1, for me, like it, it genuinely ruins my life for a month. <laughs> like All I do is... The, originally, I, I could like at least watch the main events on my dinner hour or anything. Now I don't get away with that. So I have to get rush home after every like show and get there and watch it all before I see any spoilers and... <laughs> Yeah, it, it just takes over my life for a month. It's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Um, <laughs> the, the main show started with Kota Ibushi versus Will Ospreay. That was the opener. <laughs> yeah, show. I mean, y- y- you'll go to yeah I, I'm going to have to talk yeah. about it mostly. Um, so, yeah, it was pretty much what, we ex- what a lot of people expected it to be in the fact that it is two absolute lunatics going at each other full <laughs> whack, 
like 100 mile an hour the entire time. Or should I say, going at each other 1,000 all the <laughs> way through. Because <laughs> on the commentary, they mentioned the fact that uh, Will Ospreay, his nerves were up to 1,000. 1,000 what? That, yeah, thousand a, what? <laughs> whatever 1,000 means for Will Ospreay. Um, so yeah, they started off kind of doing the Osprey ricochet thing of just trying, just every, continually countering each other and then doing the big standoff. <laughs> But then going straight into, let's see how many times we can land on our necks from each other's moves. And it was absolutely insane. There is a feeling the match might have finished a bit early because Ibushi got quite badly injured in this match. And I'm not exactly where it happened. Um, as of time of recording, there's no real update on him. But he had to be stretched from the ring. There's which plenty of flippy gifts on Twitter, though. Mm. Yeah, it was... Even though the match felt short, it delivered a lot in a very short period of period of time. It was just constant action and exactly what you expect. And probably one of the better openers that Wrestle Kingdom's had in a long time. And there's some people expecting this to be the best pay-per-view opener since Bret Hart and Owen Hart. But I don't know whether it hit those heights, but it was definitely something. It was a very, very good opener. And Will Ospreay won the Never title. So he's the first junior to hold it. Because... Taichi had announced himself as a heavyweight before winning it, so he's the first junior to win it, I think, since it's like first year of being a title, even though it's an open-weight title. So that's pretty cool. Um, we'll get to see some junior, even though Osprey's like... He's on his way up, in it. Yeah, he's, he's packed on the muscle the last few, like last year or so, so I don't expect him to be fighting many juniors. Right, well, I'll just see the mental thing, uh, gif, because I didn't, okay. like, I didn't see the match, so we'll pop by the middle of the table so you guys can see it. It's just that one there. So, uh, so he, he's up, they're on middle wow. rope, and uh, Ibushi tries to German suplex Osprey like, uh, back into the ring, and then Osprey like does a flip and kind of lands on his feet. The camera angle does a reenaction of the uh, back in December. This one here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah from the uh, tag match where yeah. it was Osprey and uh, Tanahashi versus the Golden Lovers. But yeah. Um, Osprey's probably got the capability of being the biggest British star in New Japan. Well, he already is now, but I think that can go even further. Um, could you see maybe any uh, Osprey challenging for something like the Intercontinental Title? I can. Yeah, I can. I can definitely. I can definitely see that. I think that's the uh, the next step. This seems to be the thing to bridge in between junior and heavyweight, but not instead of just the usual announcement. Oh, I'm I'm big now. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, it was a really, really good matchup and a great way to open the show. Next up was the junior tag titles, which was Kanemaru and Desperado defending against Shingo and Bushi of Los Ingobernables de Japón and Rapungi 3K. Um, again, this match was good. Um, it, so in previous years, the junior tag match has been the opener back in the days when the Young Bucks were still juniors which was only a year ago or so. Uh, this match was really good. Um, my only issue is stop trying to persuade us that Shingo's a junior. He's massive. Like, he, 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 he just shadows every single guy in that junior division. He's absolutely huge. And <laughs> we're supposed to believe, yeah. Like, Shotanaka, when he debuted, was big for the junior division. And then Shingo comes in, he's twice as wide as him. And just But yeah, Shingo and Bushi get the win in... Quite a good tag, uh, quite a good freeway tag match. Uh, Shingo with the Last of the Dragon. Another mental German suplex spot. I've just found a gif of. Yeah, I'm really glad Shingo's been given this big push as well coming into New Japan because he's been a mainstay of Dragon Gate, and then he was a freelancer for a brief period, and he's absolutely he's always been excellent, even though his mullet isn't as luscious as it once was. Did he shave it off because he abused an animal? I don't know if he. Had was he? He wasn't involved in the abusing the animal. It was more of a. It was the same as um, Sema, where they were technically responsible for the people doing it, so okay. they took responsibility. But they weren't directly involved in abusing that monkey. As a vegetarian, how do you feel about the vegan sausage roll coming to sausage, coming to Greg's? <laughs> uh, it'll give me more options. Lads, it's not much of a wrestling podcast, to be honest mm. with you. Nah, were we talking about food? Yeah. <laughs> this <laughs> this <laughs> is the longest where we haven't had a random football talk or. Yeah, stuff. not really get involved in it. <laughs> no. Because you support Arsenal, yeah, so. Well. so so wow. let's let's not wow. let's not um, <laughs> no let's not go to football. Let's Arsenal. Let, 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 let's get out. Let's talk football. <laughs> let, let's talk about the Vegas football. While, while we're here, so 
I know you're not a vegan, but still, you, you, you can eat that, but you couldn't eat the, the actual sausage roll, could you? No, so. I don't eat meat, so... Yeah, but you could eat the vegan sausage roll. I mean, it's good that pe- places are doing more vegan stuff. Will you try it? Yeah, I'll try it. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, actually got more protein, in not it? Have you seen that? It's got more protein than It doesn't surprise me, because uh, I want to know where Greg's meat comes from. <laughs> He's called Greg. <laughs> <laughs> It's just a guy called Greg, and they just let it heal enough so they can scrape a bit more off him. Talking <laughs> of vegans, Zack Sabre Jr. were up next. Yeah. Did you see Zack Sabre Jr.'s promo at the Fan, fe- fan Fiesta yesterday? <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Yeah, um, brilliant. he said that he was going to tap Ishii out in a minute, he was going to fly home, decline a knighthood, sort out Brexit, then come back to Japan and sort out some of their issues because they have a problem with whaling at the moment. Uh, they've recently um, stepped out of a uh, agreement regarding whaling where they're going to start killing whales again, which is oh, nice great. of them. Yeah, Japan, like, they eat tortoise brains and stuff. Uh, uh, drink tortoise blood, like, genuinely. Wait, do they eat tortoise brains or drink, drink tortoise blood, mate? Bit of column A, bit of column B. Right, okay. Um, Yuji Nagata's big on the tortoise blood. I know that. He makes a lot of the um, foreigners come in. When they come in, he makes them tried tortoise blood okay. yeah I'm guessing Zack Sabre Jr. didn't didn't, didn't partake they've got a shiny new belt haven't they yeah we've got a shiny new belt delivered by uh, yeah, Theo Walcott were there <laughs> repping Arsenal weren't he <laughs> Andy Quilden himself coming yeah. in they also have the new ref didn't we for uh, New Japan yeah Chris Roberts <laughs> so he stepped away from progress so he can do Wrestle Kingdom <laughs> fair trade off yeah Chris Roberts was there the tallest referee in the world Um getting to referee this classic between Ishii and Zack Sabre Jr. Nobody booed him, though, did they? No. Did must what his cheese were? <laughs> nah, it, it must have been nice for him to come out and not get booed and for out, to have people shouting at him <laughs> the entirety of the match, <laughs> telling him to get his act together. and Do his all job. Sorts of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> do your job, Roberts. But yeah, so um, this match started off hot as well. Um, Zack Sabre Jr., Instantly tried to take him, take Ishii down to the ground where he'll have the advantage. Even though it always amazes me that Zack Sabre Jr. manages to grapple with what is literally the human equivalent of a giant rock. He's just a boulder of a human. Like he doesn't look like his limbs move very easily, but Zack still manages to twist them into weird positions. And I was watching Giffen getting headbutted. Mate. Yeah, wow, um, <laughs> Ishii brought out the headbutts for the first time in a while, like yeah. the proper headbutt. Um, it. It did have a feeling of the um, match Ishii had with Shibata in the G1, the really classic one, before they started sickeningly headbutting uh, each I, other. I wouldn't know, mate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a, another really great contest, and Zack Sabre Jr. just is the best. Like I love Ishii, but Zack Sabre Jr. is the best. He's just amazing to watch. And Who'd you like best out of him and Will Ospreay? Zack Sabre Jr. Who'd you like best out of him and Will Ospreay? <laughs> In New Japan, Zack Sabre Jr. I like Zack Sabre Jr.'s character in New Japan. It's like cocky heel. <laughs> Who's like best out of him and Will Ospreay? Ospreay every single time. <laughs> <laughs> I love spot monkeys, so I'm going to be really honest. I think for the style of wrestling I've always loved, like Zack Sabre Jr. is he's my guy. Like, Brett Hart's long retired, so Zack's my guy, and he's more ethical. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fine. <laughs> He holds up well with me politically. Let's, let's, and move, on. let's move on. Let's not talk about well, politics. Well, the, the finish of the match was... <laughs> we, we know you voted Brexit. Come on. What? Oh, So, lads, well, we also didn't tell you because I wanted you to pay in, but it doesn't matter. He's, he's messed up. <laughs> uh, we have a swear jar. And uh, <laughs> first, first show that we've released this year, and he's uh, already sworn on it. Yeah. Unlucky. <laughs> the thing is, he edits it as well. So he could edit it out, but he won't have to pay into it. But he don't want to edit it. <laughs> I'll pay it. I, I don't know how much is in that swear jar. How much is it a swear word? Uh, whatever change. 50p. Well, it's whatever change. I, I, I can't remember 50p. I've brought a tenner. I'll go wild. We have got a five pound upper cap. I swore about Jim Ross because he drowned some dogs. Yeah. Um, when I swore about him then, and I said that he, he got calmer, uh, you had some euros outside and I just took them in the way even mind, mate. <laughs> 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 well, oh, I'm revealing stuff now. <laughs> right, so come on, let's move on to the next match. Well, um, we just need to mention the fact that Zack Sabre Jr. won back the Revolution Pro British Heavyweight Championship. That's his third reign with the title now. Okay. Uh, he lost the title in America. He lo- so it's the British Heavyweight Championship. He lost it in America and he regained it in Japan. And it's the second time he's regained it in Japan because he beat Shibata for it as well. Don't you have some friends that find that really annoying? Uh, one friend stopped going to Rev Pro because they did Ishii Zack Sabre Jr. in America rather than at your call. 
Okay. And the title hasn't changed at the York Hall since Shibata beat Zack Sabre Jr. for it in 2016. As promoters, are you guys tempted um, to book the big old big Khan? Big old Khan, what's he called? Great O'Khan. <laughs> Great O'Khan, yeah. Are you tempted to book him? No. <laughs> no. Well, he's, in, he's in UK and he's quite entertaining. Yeah. He's like he's like he's got, he's got over he's, on the free sports one, isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. like Moot if Moot were rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But that's a compliment because Moot is brilliant. Yeah, like, so is, he's yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. It's that thing with him as well because uh, Jay White was over for Rev Pro a lot. And we didn't really like, we were kind of like, oh yeah, Jay White's on the show and stuff. And he doesn't seem that big a deal. And then, but you had it back in your head. But you know, as soon as he gets back to New Japan, he's going to be the biggest star in the world. And he's like, he's becoming one of the top guys. Mm. And we were just kind of like, he used to, he's, he'd be there with his t shirt, which were his face as a lion with his hairdo. Mm. And he'd have no people queuing for him. And now he's like, he's the switchblade. So <laughs> whenever we see Great O'Khan there, it's like, should really get a photo away in the summit because you know he's just going to be the biggest star in the world in like two years. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so you know, so isn't far, he like in his twenties, he's twenty eight or something like right, that. He's yeah. twenty eight. I'm twenty eight. He looks about forty. <laughs> yeah, he's ne- he'll never be ID'd. <laughs> he'll have no trouble buying a lottery ticket or <laughs> buying boot. I- actually, Aldi might ID him because they're really strict about it. Yeah, I I still get ID'd in Aldi. What? Yeah, I know. <laughs> What's wrong with them? I'm f- I'm, I'll be 32 soon, and I, I get ID'd in Aldi. I'm surprised they have time to ID people. They want to get yeah, yeah. that quick, don't they? <laughs> they want to throw your items at you. Just oh, take yeah. it. <laughs> See, it's, I'm almost at the age where it's flattering, so I'll keep going. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you shop Aldi. <laughs> yeah, to have my stuff thrown at me. It's like a workout and a flattering exercise all at once. Grills of Destiny defending the IWGP Tag Team <laughs> Championships against Evil and Sonata and the Young Bucks. So we talk ring entrances first. Uh, y- you can. Again, we start technical difficulties. This okay. Like, I can join in properly at Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so uh, the Young Bucks just had their normal gear. Evil and Sonata. Sonata. Oh, a little bit of crackling. Hold on. Um, sorry. So Evil and Sonata. Sonata comes out wearing his usual ring gear and he's got his blonde bleach beard and stuff and crazy looking and then evil comes out evil seems to be collecting like kids toys from the like uh, late 90s and p- incorporating them in his engine gear because this time he came out with like a fan that had a pentagram on it when it spun around okay. so he, he was like walking with like a neon pentagram just hovering in front of him which is kind of weird <laughs> um grills destiny had new ring gear and stuff as well and our tamatonga's 2019 resolution of being a better person and being a nice guy now He's like, he's good guy, Tamatonga. So during the match, he was stopping his brother from interfering and breaking <laughs> up pinfalls. And there was one bit where uh, I think it's Nick Jackson has the sharpshooter on Sonada and Tonga Loa tries to run in to break it up and Tamatonga stops him. He's like, no, no, that's not us anymore. <laughs> so Tonga Loa's just stood there saying, like berating <laughs> Nick Jackson. Nick Jackson's just there like, all right, like, <laughs> I can win this here, and you're not going to do it about it. That's good. Like, say what you want. Um, yeah, this was another really. This was better than the junior freeway tag match, but still, it feels weird to have freeway tag matches for the heavyweight title as well. Um, and it continued the streak of title changes because every title's changed hands so far on the show. Evil and Sonada pick up the win. It seems the the commentators continually talk about how this year will be Sonada's year, and I'm. I'd love it to be, but I'm still not sure that it's going to be again. Like, Sonata seems like the guy who's going to break out from, like, underneath Naito and have a big, like, successful reign, but it just never seems to happen. But I'm glad that they've got the tag titles back. Let's talk about the golden elephant in the room. Um, Because it's the first uh, All Elite Wrestling roster members on this show. Okay. So, uh, there's not that much information, but... What are you guys' thoughts about all elite wrestling? What 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 are we thinking? I um I was shocked the other day to find out that it's funded by it's the guy that owns the Jacksonville Jaguars yeah. or Jaguars yeah. as they call them yeah. and and Fulham. That that astonished me. So they have a hell of a lot of money behind them, but yeah. I think it's good. I've I've read that they want to invest hundred million, which yeah. they've invested into Fulham this preseason, haven't they? So surely they can get more for their money <laughs> than what they got for Fulham this preseason. Yeah. <laughs> well, would you rather have Cody Rhodes or Andre Shirley? <sighs> 
Cody. Cody, yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Andre Shirley. He <laughs> did well at Dortmund. Not as well as he could have done. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, um, it's kind of cool as well that he's bringing in all these guys, but giving them all like... So the head of merchandising for Elite Wrestling is uh, Dana Massey, who's one of the Young Bucks' wives. Okay. But she runs Young Bucks merch anyway, so she's got previous on it. She's pretty good. Brandy Rhodes is their um, head, of, um, head of media. But it turns out she actually has a degree in media and communications. Yeah. So she has got previous on this. And also she's Brandy Rhodes. It's all in the family. Yeah, so <laughs> like everyone involved in the cut, co- like they're keeping it like the young bucks are gonna be the main agents and Cody Rhodes the CEO and all all this. It's really strange how it's been set up, but I get like all in was kinda of like the pilot, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm not we don't know how how many shows they're going to do. Is this gonna be all in? A couple of times a year under the banner of AEW, is it going to be like a weekly thing? If you look at the Twitter and see who follows them, oh no, who they follow, sorry. Um, They've got, I think, six different venues that they follow. Mm. So uh, I imagine they've got six shows booked. Yeah. And also, Goldberg follows them. (laughs) He's following, yeah. (laughs) Is he going going for a booking? I'm not being funny. Like He's the biggest baby face the past few years. That's piqued my interest if you get Goldberg. (laughs) What for a two-minute squash match? I don't care, mate. Don't <laughs> Against care. who? It who, who, who? does not matter. Line them up. Kenny Omega. Kenny that, Omega two-minute squash match. Cry, it? <laughs> wow. Yeah. It'll be Goldberg versus Penta. Why? So Goldberg versus Penta L zero M. That'd be great because Penta can do his like zero Miedo thing, and then Goldberg just spears him. <laughs> Jackhammer one two three. Done. I, I love Pentagon, but Goldberg's not doing a, a long match with anybody. <laughs> No. He tried that once. It just didn't go well. Who else do you think might end up there? Considering everyone else seems to have contracts. Jericho. Jericho. Yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, Jericho will probably end up there. That'll be the company he ends up wrestling for in America. That's not WWE. Yeah. Um. I can't figure out whether they've got um SoCal uncensored. Well, that, I'm pretty sure they have. Why would you think they haven't? It's just because Ring of Honor made a big deal about doing the storyline at the end of the year, which involved um, Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky, Sky being given new contracts, but not Christopher Daniels. And then he earned one by saving um, Kerry Sulkin at Final Battle from getting caned by big by Bully Ray. See, I noticed this, so I thought it was bizarre. Cause it seems that Christopher Daniels is on the roster, but I don't understand what's going on with those two at all. Okay, well, uh, it's, yeah, biz- it's really bizarre. Yeah, the Daniels. I, th- I thought Daniels there, so I assume the other two were there. No, no. Because no, yes. didn't Kazarian tweet some out about? Well, Kazarian's listed on the um, thing that's happening on the eighth. I'm I'm pretty sure. Oh, the, so, is it the seventh? The eighth? That yeah, the that, eighth, that thing. Yeah. yeah, that that thing in Jacksonville. It's like a fan rally or something. They've not really announced much about it, but. Yeah, that's um, that'll be when they start announcing major details and maybe yeah. some more roster members and yeah. all sorts of stuff. It's when Goldberg comes out, isn't it? Yeah. Inaugural champion. Oh, what if they have CM Punk? <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> oh, God, not CM Punk. <laughs> that'd be bad. I wish Graham were here for this. Because while I was trying to go back for, for his new theme music and try and find some clips to put in it, Graham rants about CM Punk so much. <laughs> but I, know, uh, I like to set him up for it because I know it's, <laughs> it's going to be a good rant. CM Punk returning to wrestling for all. Which wrestler do you hate the most? Oh, whatever. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, Let's put you on the spot. I, it's really hard to put me on the spotlight. Dolph Ziggler, that's mine. No, I hate I'm, him. No, I hate oh, him. Why do you hate Dolph Ziggler? Right, his, his hair. <laughs> um, his gimmick. His gimmick. <laughs> like, the, the fact he floats the word heel about, just willy-nilly, mm-hmm. and he's not a heel. <laughs> like Just everything about him. He can't drive a caddy straight. Like, he's, I've hated him since day one. <laughs> my days. Yeah. I can't think who my most hated guy is. You'll probably be able to tell me better. Who have I ranted about the most? You're not a fan of Dave Meltzer, but he's not a wrestler. Nah. Michael Elgin, you don't like him. Nah, he's a bit of a no- uh, What? Nearly. What? what was <laughs> Almost. Yeah. <laughs> I had the opportunity to say something to Michael Elgin the other day, and I decided not to because I was feeling too crappy and couldn't come up with anything good to say. He commented on one of my friend's Facebooks. Really? Yeah. So, 
my friend posted like, "Oh, I'm catching up on New Japan," and he posted like he was watching Evil uh, Snyder versus Jeff Cobb and Michael Elgin, and Michael Elgin commented on it, saying that was my favorite match in it, and was like ready to like think. I was like, "Oh, I've got an opportunity here," and decided not to. But who do you hate? This podcast is fueled by hate. <laughs> wow, <laughs> really? I can't pick one. Genuinely, can't pick someone. What about a, a late '90s NWO version of Kevin Nash? Yeah, but he has got luscious long locks, though, hasn't he? <laughs> right. And he had such a heavy leg day once that when they did a scan on him afterwards, they thought he'd had a heart attack. <laughs> That's why he missed um, Starcade '97, was it? I don't have a clue. Starcade '97, I think it was. He definitely went '98 because that's when he ended Goldberg streak. <laughs> Yeah, for ending Goldberg's streak and just being a just politicking his way for everything, I'll go Kevin Nash. See, if we can go to '90s wrestlers, then Shawn Michaels. I hated <laughs> Shawn Michaels when I was a kid. What? He beat Bret Hart at WrestleMania 12. I didn't like him before that. Right, that well, is, is this top parenting from my father? So um, this is a story from the archives, but I'll tell you oh. it anyway while, while we're here. Um, so when I was a young boy, um, I had wrestling posters all on my wall i mean you're currently in my flat now and you can see two <laughs> cabinets that are completely filled with wrestling figures so like it won't be a surprise yeah. so anyway so my favorite wrestler he's most hated wrestler Shawn michaels right favorite wrestler so my dad used to buy me wrestling magazines and what year would you say Shawn michaels posed in playgirl 97 96 97 yeah so to put that into perspective i was around six or seven years old <laughs> now i innocently picked up a wrestling magazine I was like, oh, Dad, there's a Shawn Michaels poster in this. Can you put it up for me? And my dad just said, fine. Popped it up on the wall for me. And it's, and it's the, uh, it's the, the one where he's got the belt wrapped, wrapped around his crotch. No danger. <laughs> <laughs> my dad didn't buy me out like that. No. 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 My mum did. <laughs> right, why don't you tell our new friends what, what magazine your mother bought you? The China Playboy. <laughs> Wow. How'd you have that conversation with <laughs> Where'd you get it from? <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was a shop. I lived in South Emsel at the time, and a news agent actually stocked Playboy. China uh, Playboy as well. Yeah. Got did on, you, got did you pick it up? It when, it, when you were coming up, nah, she had to go pick it up. No, no, but <laughs> I mean, did you go in the shop, climb on the bottom shelf, and like, <laughs> Mom, buy that? <laughs> I'd have been about 14 at the time, so I definitely knew what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> You're just tuning in to the, to the, uh, to the Wrestle Kingdom review. I once, I once had to cut out that story of a YouTube video. I think it was in the middle of the Marty Jannetty when Marty Jannetty was going to do porn. Oh, <laughs> <geez>. <laughs> let's, let's move on. Right? Right, let's move on. <laughs> We've not got time. Right, so we were up to... Here's where everyone can join in. Cody Rhodes versus Juice Yay. Robinson for the United States Championship. Yeah, so mm. of all the matches uh, that was that we could uh, tune into, it was uh, Cody versus. <laughs> in in honor of Graham not being here, let's get out Graham's things. Cody Rhodes is boring. Free star Cody. Blah blah blah. Right. This I was all right. This was a pretty I, good match. I quite liked him to be <laughs> honest tonight. Yeah. And he had a Jacksonville Jaguars inspired gear on, which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah. Um. So back to the fan fiesta yesterday. Juice Robinson cut a promo. Where he said, "I'm uh, Brandy. I'm begging you from the bottom of my little baby face heart. Please don't get involved in this match because I'll be forced to punch you in the face." <laughs> <laughs> and Cody cut like a baby face promo back to him, and then Brandy got on the mic and completely tore him to shreds and said, "I want to tear each and every one of your dreadlocks out one by one." Which, like, I really like Juice Robinson, but he dresses like an absolute moron. <laughs> it's, we haven't got anyone to do wrestler fashions. No, yeah, we do, we do a little feature, lads, uh, called Wrestler Fashions, where Graham sings the words, Wrestler Fashions, like that, and then we talk about wrestlers' ring attire, because um, it's what I find most interesting Whoa. in wrestling. The juices is just, it's, it's, f- it's just shocking. It's yeah. shockingly <laughs> it's, bad. It's just terrible. Who Whoever thought that was a good design idea? So they're like tights that go something. down to the knee, Yeah. and then they've got furry <laughs> cow patches, would you say? It looks like a little brown and yellow cow. He's dressed like the bad guy in a Basil Luhrmann film. I don't know that reference, but okay. He, he directed uh, Romeo and Juliet and Moulin Rouge and Great Gatsby. Oh. I don't even know how this match ended. I can't even remember. What, what he punched him in the face? He punched him in the face and then uh, Juice hit Cody Rhodes with two pulp frictions 
to get the win. Brandy the, got kicked out. I missed that there about Brandy getting kicked yeah, out. Yeah, Brandy got kicked out for getting involved in it. She speared Juice Robinson and was punching him as uh, Tiger Tori turned around and, and said, get out. And Cody Rhodes had to do the quick save of going, what do you mean? You're kicking her out of the building? <laughs> And then that's when the crowd like kind of kicked it. It's like, oh, he's kicking her out of the like <laughs> out of the ringside area. Um, but yeah, this was a really good match actually. Um, it was a story that's been going on for two years of Juice never been able to really win the big one, and Cody being the guy to stop him winning the big one each time. Uh, Cody debuted against Juice and defeated him. Juice finally won the US title after a lot of hardship, and then Cody beats him in his first defense for it. So it was really good to see the story come to an end with Juice Robinson getting the win. He just, as much as I like him, he dresses hideously. He dresses like if Johnny, what Johnny Depp thinks a pro wrestler looks like. And <laughs> That's it's a just, really good reference. It's He's very accurate. <laughs> so is uh, Cody gone now then? Is he not in New Japan anymore? It depends how that meeting's going as we're doing this podcast <laughs> right now. What, apparently, what's the meeting? Apparently there's a meeting going on after Wrestle Kingdom between New Japan, Ring of Honor and All Elite Wrestling to decide if a working relationship can be forged. Okay. So we'll we'll then see if Cody's back that's in like New Japan. That's like the handsome handsome man having two women. <laughs> and he gets <laughs> to pick one of them. <laughs> and he goes with All Elite Wrestling and Ring of Honor go home and <laughs> oh, settle the wounds. Ring of Honor's there just going like we're trying, but please, like <laughs> our biggest draws are when we bring you guys over. Come I'm on, a bit please. worried because uh, that, ring, that Ring of Honor show at Madison Square Garden is meant to have four New Japan guys on it, isn't it? Well, it's mm. the G1 Super Show, so yeah. So like, it's, I think it's supposed to be more of a New Japan show than the Ring of yeah. Honor show. So if they if they end their relationship with Ring of Honor, is that show still going to happen? <laughs> yeah, because it's the G1 Super Show. Okay, that's fine. Then. Yeah, I think you're fine for that one. And they've already announced that the it's, there's no Sakura Genesis. That show, the G1 Super Show, is replacing Sakura Genesis. Okay. So you'll get the New Japan Cup winner versus the IWGP champion. Which, should, the last two years, both matches have been fantastic because you got Shibata versus Okada and then uh, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Okada. And both were absolutely fantastic. And I've got a feeling you'll be getting Will Ospreay versus Tanahashi. Yeah. yeah. Will Ospreay's my pick to win the New Japan Cup this year. But then again, he'd have to lose the Never title before it because champions aren't entered into the New Two Japan Brits Cup. in a row. It's a good opportunity to give Pete someone a step up in that, yeah. and I don't think there's any guys who Zach need it a step. Zach won it last year, didn't he? So yeah. Like two Brits in a row, wouldn't And then Shibata won it like when his story kind of made sense for him to win it, but I don't mm. think there's anyone in that sort of position. Mm. Like Osprey seems to be the only guy in the company right now who seems to be at a position where they could do that and give him the decent title defense there. Which of course, like if it's Tanahashi still, Tanahashi will win. But, but yeah, so. Cody versus Juice. That was a really good match, I thought. Yeah, we're all right. Yeah, solid. Three stars? Three stars. Yeah, about three <laughs> stars, yeah. Three star Cody. Now, I've just pulled a gif up for the entrance <laughs> um, of the next one. Now, you guys all went out the room and missed this. Um, <laughs> you've not even seen it. It's terrible. Can you describe what you're seeing there? So, <laughs> yeah, listen, it's Kashida's yeah, entrance. I can, I can describe this to a T, right? When you play an old-fashioned wrestling game and you put the big head cheat code in. <laughs> Right, it's literally that. It's the big head cheat code. It reminds it's me ridiculous. Of that, there was that period when all rap videos had the rapper with a really small body and his head inflated while he was. Yes. So it's so creepy, but it's so accurate as well. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah, Kashida versus Taiji Ishimori, whose name is very pleasing to say. <laughs> Um, for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. So Kashida's entrance, um, yeah. he, a child um, was dressed as Kashida, but had an adult Kashida mask on, so his head looked huge. Uh, and he comes out first, and then somebody come, who wore it come out dressed as Dot Brown. Uh, Ray Skutakuchi. Him. He came out and turned him into... Um, Adult Kashida. <laughs> do you know when you're like... You, you, know you can't you, make this up. Do you know when you <laughs> recall things you've seen you think, did I dream that? <laughs> I mean, Ryosuke Taguchi also wrestles sometimes as masked horse, who, if you don't know his origin story, uh, was a, per a human who was uh, left in the wilderness and raised by horses, but then the horses had enough of him, so then he was raised by pro wrestlers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's a great bike story. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> so yeah, Kashida versus Taiji Ishimori. Um, 
another really great match. Uh, Taiji Shimari had a really good um, tournament last year in the Best of Super Juniors, including an absolutely outstanding match against Hiromu Takahashi. I feel like if Hiromu's injury hadn't happened, that would have probably been the match today. Yeah. But instead we get Kushida, who's been... Like, well, it was actually Wrestle Kingdom 10 when he... I think he'd already had a run or two with the title, but he really cemented himself as the top guy in the junior division at Wrestle Kingdom 10, defeating Kenny Omega before Kenny Omega went up to heavyweight. And this almost felt like the last hurrah of Kushida at the top. Um, Taiji Shimori had a really great performance in here. I mean, Kushida is still absolutely a phenomenal wrestler. Some of the stuff he does is just so smooth and the way he transitions into submissions. And he's such a good wrestler. Uh, but yeah, this match was really, really good. What do you think? Yeah, I enjoyed this match. It was um, probably the second best match on the card after the Osprey match for me. Up, up to this point. Yeah. What do you think, Daryl? Bit too flippy for my liking. Bit too flippy. Yeah, mm. bit, 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 bit too, bit too flippy and dangerous. I like him slow and hard. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Your minds are in the gutter. <laughs> let's move on. Let's move on to proper lads wrestling now. Come on. So the only non-title match on this entire show um, features a man who hasn't had a match that hasn't been for the title in seven years and has only there's only been two Wrestle Kingdoms in the past where he's not been in a title in the main event. Uh, it's Kazuchika Okada versus Jay White. And the story of this match has been quite fascinating for a year, building up when Jay White originally joined Chaos. Well, we're two days short of a year since Jay White joined Chaos with the warning that, well, one day I'm coming for you. And then it builds up to today where Jay White, with Gado in his corner, the man who brought Okada back and made him the Rainmaker, versus Okada, who came out to his old music with a big robe, proper Rainmaker. <laughs> and with flying. And he's back to the shorts. Yeah, it's... we had his trousers on, didn't he? When he pulled his trousers down, they all cheered. Yeah, it was. He got a massive pop for coming out as the rainmaker, and then just a bigger pop for revealing he didn't <laughs> have the long boys on. It's just <laughs> the crowd were already peaked at that point. It's like it can't get any better. Look at it. He's back so, in his shorts. This is that. the type of story that New Japan do better than anyone in it. This this long long term twelve month story. Yeah, like, it's just like, it was perfect. Yeah, they they've built it so well over the past year. Um, I don't think, yeah, no company can really compete with it because everyone's so concerned, like, we need to get to the next pay-per-view, we need to get to the next big show, whereas New Japan will take the time with stuff like this and allow oh. things to breathe and build up very slowly. Let him bring balloons out for a year. Yeah, <laughs> they'll, they'll take their biggest talent and guy, have him lose the title, yeah, fair enough, but then have him have a full-on breakdown... <laughs> Which involves him losing matches to people he definitely shouldn't be losing <laughs> to for a, for like a month or two, and have him slowly build back up and stuff. Whereas, I mean, WWE, they fired John Cena like three times and he's back within a month each time. Is is? Do you know my least favorite firing of John Cena? Okay. It was the whole Nexus thing because oh. they didn't, he didn't even wear a Nexus T-shirt, mate. He just he just had the armband on, yeah. and then when they got rid of him, he was doing house shows as Juan Cena. <laughs> <laughs> with a purple mask that was terrible <laughs> I remember that oh god it was so bad yeah I remember him getting fired on the did he get fired it was a pay-per-view weren't it where he got fired and then the raw the next night he was all over, he was on it more than he would have been normally because they had him beat up every member of the Nexus in backstage segments yeah that was a fun one super Cena to the rescue <laughs> so yeah um, oh god of... the undisputed era is the team that the Nexus could have been they haven't torn up the ring and stuff. The, the the yellow and got the armbands. That's all you based it on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the Nexus didn't have a hand gesture. Yeah, good point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, see. it'd be so easy for him just to all do that. Like, do, <laughs> do right. an end we're, with we're, the hands. We're, we're in audio format, mate. <laughs> we cannot see your hands. Into the microphone. <laughs> you said, it's so easy if they just do that. It was like an L with <laughs> an L the other way, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, just everyone remember, I, dude, I'm, where's my card? And the Zoltan symbol. I'm kind of doing it. <laughs> it's like Zoltan. the, the L7 Nexus. hand sign, but just move it up slightly so it's an N. Zoltan. Yeah. <laughs> everyone knows L7. They did Brian Pillman's theme music. It's not that far of a reference. Anyway, Okada versus Jay White. I like this match. I think this might have been my favourite match on the show. 
I really enjoyed it and was quite shocked at the ending. Yeah, this this probably had the most <laughs> shocking ending, would you say, in terms of like who you thought would win? Yeah, um, I mean, w- in terms of my predictions, I only got two sh- two matches wrong, was it? Yeah, two. Or was this one of them? Yeah, and this is the one I was more surprised at getting wrong, especially considering Okada comes out full return to Rainmaker and then loses to Jay White. But then it made sense that Jay White should win because he he's had a year since his debut at Wrestle Kingdom where he had a quite lacklustre performance and has slowly built himself back up to be the guy he should have been a year ago in that position and to get the win will only cement him in that position as one of the top guys. I think if uh, if New Japan are going to lose a lot of the Western talent, a lot of the yeah. non-Japanese talent, I think they've showed who they're going to stick their hats on for the next 12, 18, 24 months, and that's Osprey, JY, and Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah. Which is amazing. Mm. Not just sticking with the same core talent, y- you're evolving. Yeah. But I've got to ask this since we're watching this gear. Who's got the best drop kick in the business? Okada. I will always say Okada. <laughs> it's Okada's just phenomenal. Okada followed by Bob Holly. Well, I would say it's a toss up between Maven and Bob Holly for me. <laughs> Maven! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bob Holly always had a really sweet drop kick. And I, I remember Maven's from. I only remember him doing it once, which was at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was more of the, the result of the drop kick. It was what was good about it, wasn't it? It was a nice drop kick, but it was the result. and then getting trashed by Undertaker and that. <laughs> but yeah, this match, it felt like a main event of the show. It was I thought it was absolutely brilliant. And Okada, like as as much as like I love Tanahashi and Omega and like uh, all the top four guys in New Japan I'm massive fans of, I think Okada is just he's the guy. Like he everything he, every match he has feels special because he's just got such an aura about him. And I thought this match was absolutely fantastic. And it doesn't hurt him losing. Um, it just means we get more of a story now. He's quite happy that. How many stars are you going to give it? All of them. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know. I think it gets top marks, which is four and three quarters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing, by the way. Four and three quarters is the best we can do. I believe it. Oh, I love that. Oh, so ne- next match was a Jericho match, wasn't it? So yeah, uh, Chris Jericho um, in the latter stages of his Raven TNA tribute act. Versus oh, did you see <laughs> that, uh, Raven came back to TNA or whatever it's called now? Impact. Yeah, yeah. Him <laughs> and Tommy Dreamer. It looks 20, terrible. In 2019. <laughs> it looks terrible. It looks such an old man that doesn't belong anymore. Apparently he's cleaned up and stuff nowadays, but like... Even though it's been 20 years since his heyday, he's lived about 50 in that. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. So but, he's going to have aged a bit. But Boy George piled on pounds when he came off at Smack, didn't he? He's <laughs> <laughs> just trying to catch... Maybe he's been hanging Is out he with dead? Boy George. Yeah. Yes. You can't slam that dead, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, apparently he's clean, been clean for a little while now, and I, I don't think he's been wrestling that much recently. But him and Tommy Dreamer, it'll just be. Uh, I don't imagine. I can't imagine what that match would be like. In no, I, I think they teamed up together to take on someone. Like yeah. so, there was so I, I don't. Mate, to be honest with you, we were in gift format, okay. and uh, they were both doing the little pose, and there were bloke lying on the floor in the ring. So I, I assumed that they beat somebody up. I, I haven't been catching up on Impact recently. I, I won't bother. I won't even know. What I've, I've, I've literally just told you what's happening. I won't bother. <laughs> Come on, let's talk about Jericho. So yeah, Jericho versus Naito got made a no DQ match just yesterday, and got the gift of the pile driver on the uh, on the entrance. Yeah, so this was pretty much. It was kind of I was surprised that it started off with Naito instantly taking the lead and beating up Jericho for a while before it settling down. Well, Jericho didn't even get into the ring, did he? He was still outside the yeah. ring posing, and then Naito kind of ran round and ran through the ring and. Like, sort of kicked him off at the side of the ring and then went out and started beating him up. Yeah, it's just been like every match Jericho's had, which is what, three matches? <laughs> um, he's always been the dominant guy in the early stage of the match, so it was quite cool to see Naito instantly come out and go for him and doing the things as well, like when he does the um, tranquillities, when he goes to make do a dive, but then instead runs the rope and just lays down in the mm-hmm. ring. Yeah. Where he does that, but then instantly gets back up and then, <laughs> and then dives through the ropes on them. He was just throwing everything out on Jericho. And it was the also weird thing that Jericho brought weapons in first, but then Naito was the one who used them mainly. But then we had a period in the middle of the match where Jericho was in control without using weapons. 
and it reminded me quite a bit of the match he had with Omega last year in fact that there was a lot of plunder and stuff involved but then the bulk of the match was done actually wrestling and then going back to big spots at the end of the match and using them to kind of accent the first act into the second act and then second act into the like final third that move on table were it pile driver or DDT I can't remember Oh, DDT yeah. we'll put a hole in the table yeah put a hole in the table the table <laughs> break like as you, you just smashed Naito's head into the table oh we've got a gif of it here lads there we go for that enjoy that it's because they had the tablecloth on didn't they like what you bring out at Christmas yeah yeah it's a big occasion yeah and uh, the D- Jericho DDT'd him onto it and uh, Naito spiked himself and there was a hole <laughs> in the table I mean for Wrestlemania you get like Skylar Grey or PDD or Flow Rider Wrestle Kingdom, you get tablecloths. When I went, uh, we had Diddy did Dirty Money. Diddy Dirty Money. Yeah. When I went, I I got Kid Rock. Have you guys been to a WrestleMania? Yeah, I've done 30 and 32. Yeah, I wish I did 30. I did 29. And it were a mistake. <laughs> no, I enjoyed it, obviously, because it's WrestleMania, my first one, but me, me and Graham always said we'd do WrestleMania 30 because we assumed that would be at New York. Mm. Because I really want to go to New York as well. So when they announced 29, I was like, oh, we'll, go to, we'll do that one then, fine. And then, yeah. I, yeah, I, Nola what, was the best. Watching, <laughs> watching 30, I was like, oh, I wish I'd have gone You to see, I watched 30. Well, obviously went to 30. Yeah. And then I was watching 31. I was like, well, I'll just take a, a year's break. Yeah, it's the biggest regret. You don't <laughs> take a year's break at 31 and then go to 32. Because 32 <laughs> was terrible. <laughs> have, you, have you been? I've never been. I've, I, I was going to go this year. But obviously, <laughs> my finances, I was putting the money somewhere else to hopefully go to more <laughs> WrestleManias in the future. But, yeah, but, um, yeah this, this was the year I was going to go in New York. I fancied New York, but, yeah. but I've never been, no. You need to get in with, like, make the right connections and then Breed Pro in, where's New where's WrestleMania next year? They announced it? They, they announced no, it this no. WrestleMania. In San Diego, aren't they? Wherever it is. It's due down that way. It could. It's due yeah, down it's south, isn't it? Well, it's not, it's definitely a bit Jacksonville, is it? <laughs> <laughs> They've teased Minneapolis. You won't want to go there for no. something. It's so expensive as a state. <laughs> I think I think the indie shows on WrestleMania weekend now they're that overcrowded. And New York's that big. It's going to be a struggle to get to every kind of uh, all the indie shows this yeah. year. See, the thing I said to him was, I wouldn't want to go to WrestleMania anymore because I feel like I'd be missing out on something because there's so many shows on all the time. Which I think is ridiculous logic. To I think I'd just stay at the Jersey City venue to see like AIW and GCW and stuff because I'm the lunatic who loves all that stuff. I'd be more interested in that than I would WrestleMania. And I said this last year and got so much stick off those guys when I said I was more excited about Joey Janela's spring break than yeah. I was WrestleMania. But WrestleMania didn't have great Sasuke singing It's My Life to end the show. <laughs> So I remember two years ago in Flow Sam where it was in its, yeah. its prime and you, you could watch all of the indie shows on oh, Flow Sam for that. that was the best weekend ever. I, I did the same thing. It, and then, and that was the year. first year of Joey Janela, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, brilliant. So yeah, um, Chris Jericho loses the IC title here to Naito, um, meaning Lij every member, like every current active member of Lij, he's a champion. We've got the junior tag champs, the heavyweight tag champs, and then the IC champ leading the group. So what, what does that mean? Does that do LIJ, well, in terms of the factions at the moment, it's all a bit chaotic. Do factions ever fight each other? Because it doesn't seem like there's like big faction warfare. You They've got loads of factions, but they don't like... Well, normally what happens is, whatever the main event is, their factions will be against each other all the way through the card. Right. But at the moment, we're in this weird state of flux where chaos is all but disbanded. It's kind of all over the place. The only chaos really representation as a group was in the pre-show match. It was Goto uh, Go- teaming with Best Friends. But otherwise, the another chaos member, Yano was teaming with Makabe. So they're all a bit all over the place. Bullet Club's... Bullet like, Club is fine. Yeah. <laughs> Bullet Club's in this weird stage where... Where they eat <laughs> having dinner with what culture? <laughs> yeah, having dinner with what, with uh, cultaholic guys. Cultaholic yes, guys now. Um, and then, are we allowed to talk about them? We had a bad where we couldn't say what culture on the show for a long time. Oh, it's like a swear jar. Yeah, it was way. because we tried to review their first Reloaded show. And it wasn't <laughs> very good. But I've been several Defiant shows and stuff since and enjoyed them. 
And I'm saying it all now because I know Graham will just stick with it and say it's still banned, but I'm not fussed. We did Defiant. It was good. Uh, they've got better since it's been Defiant. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah, it's the, they're pretty good shows nowadays. Um, I'm trying to think of the other factions. Suzuki Gun's still all right because who's going <laughs> to try and leave Suzuki Gun? <laughs> it's like, I'd... This guy's a mental. He's literally <laughs> the murder daddy. I, I'd rather be on his side and have him like smack my head when I walk in building than have him try and kill me every show. <laughs> What's the difference between a murder daddy and the other kind of daddy that you said Timothy Thatcher is? It's just a bit more intimidating. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Quite frankly, it's my missus who thinks Timothy Thatcher is more of a daddy. <laughs> you, you brought it up on a previous podcast, mate. I'm yeah, just uh, questioning. Genuinely, the only time I've seen her properly mark out on a show was when Thatcher showed up at Fight Club. She jumped out of her seat in excitement. She was so happy. <laughs> Wish I could make her that happen. <laughs> <laughs> main event time. Does she listen to this? No. <laughs> uh, main event time. Kenny Omega defending a title against. Hiroshi Tanahashi, IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Yeah, Kenny Omega came out in his um, one-winged angel thing, didn't he? Yeah, mm. with a... Was it a Soul Calibur sword? No, I'm not into video game references, but it, it's the, the character or something is called one-winged angel or okay. something like that. So that, that was the attire. and So maybe the sword is a Soul Calibur sword, I don't know, but it's... A, it's all it, to do with this one winged angel the thing. only f- reason I was thinking Soul Calibur is because while I was watching the pre-show before the match started they were showing all these adverts and one of the adverts is Naito advertising Soul Calibur because they do a lot of video game crossovers like Tekken and stuff don't yeah weren't Marty Scale well. in Tekken it's like a downloadable character in Japan or something yeah Yeah, which is mental isn't it <laughs> yeah um, so yeah this match the weird thing about this Wrestle Kingdom show in previous years it's been like a five hour show whereas today the show was less than four hours yeah, about four, mm-hmm. and the longest match was the previous two matches which were both around 20 minutes or so i'm sure i heard him say that this was the longest main event yeah this went this, so w- this well, went 35 at least yeah the thing he said he said 35 making it the longest main event which is it's the longest match on the show because i know for a fact that like last year's mm-hmm. went about 45 <laughs> yeah, i was minutes, thinking that when he said it and the year before like Okada Tanahashi went 50-something minutes because it was getting close to the time limit when mm. Okada finally beat Tanahashi in mm. their last Wrestle Kingdom match. So, yeah. I've got to say, apart from, on this match, the commentary was perfect. It was just... Yeah. It, it helped tell the story so well. And, yeah. We, we, we obviously listened to the uh, American or the British commentary, yeah, not, so not, not the Japanese commentary. We were you've perfect. got Kevin Kelly, who's kind of like the one of the better play-by-play guys going right now. Mm. Uh, Chris Charlton, since he joined the commentary team at G1 last year, has been amazing. Because mm. he was just brought in as a translator, and it turns out like when you put a fan there who is genuinely passionate about the product, mm. he will go crazy at certain things. Yeah. It actually helps bring in the excitement. I know people who still listen to the Japanese commentary, because yeah. that's what they're used to. And even though they can't understand what's being said, the excitement kind of brings like carries through. And it was lacking from the American commentary for a while but I think Chris Charlton brings that side of it out mm. and then Don Carlos is just a great character yeah so yeah this match was the big main event set up by Tanahashi defeating Ibushi um, in the G1 final last Ju- last August um, and they've had an argument going on for the past few months about exactly what style and what type of personality should be lead- leading New Japan going forward both of them having very different opinions Tanahashi, Tanahashi's been a grumpy guy for a while. Like I remember the stuff in his book where he complained about Shibata a lot, and um, even like going on through years, he, he's always got something to say about some of the gaijin and younger guys coming up. So it's quite cool to see this like clash of styles going into the match and then playing out very clearly throughout the match. Kenny Omega's played his part during the year, and he like been ditching shows to go to computer conventions in yeah. America and things like that. So that's kind of added to it all. Yeah, Tanahashi's really bitter. Just be like, to be fair, he's got a point where it's like he carried New Japan through their darkest times and brought them back out of it. Um, I mean, Inoki run New Japan into the ground before he sold it, and Tanahashi was like, felt he had to carry it and has put years. He's took like years off his life to carry the company through some of the matches he's had, 
but then he's at this age and still pretty beat up and still manages to get a match like this out is pretty amazing mm-hmm. so Tanahashi winning does that mean that we shouldn't have like mid wrestlers and we should all be like all grumpy wrestlers is that what he's saying I mean Tanahashi's style is still pretty flashy for what Japanese wrestling was known for at the time so it's kind of the thing where it's um, like before him it was Inoki who just slapped people and <laughs> boot and beat crap out of them and Tanahashi's style was the like new one that people like the old guys didn't like mm. um, so it's kind of rich coming from him but at the same time like this match was absolutely fantastic yeah. and I really enjoyed it Tanahashi I don't know how long he'll hold the title for but I'm kind of glad to see considering this is the fact as well he's the first G1 winner to cash in and win at Wrestle Kingdom like all seven previous had all failed to win the title at Wrestle Kingdom I think he'll hold it until Madison Square Garden mate oh. and can you imagine if I get a title change <laughs> will you be mad they're not doing a title change in America oh, oh. oh look at him look at <laughs> him he's getting mad he's getting mad they're not doing it. a title change in America you've got it, th- I can see him doing a title match in America because they've been doing them there recently, but they won't do a title change in America. So you won't think doing it in Madison Square Garden just to yeah, wind Vince up? It's not just America, right? <laughs> it's in Vince's... Vince's <laughs> just to I wind Vince up. I genuinely don't think they care enough to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, as much as they want to expand into America and everything, J- their new Japan, like, Japan is their main thing, mm. and they'll not want to do a title change outside of, like, the big two or three shows. Mm. Like not unless we get like two title changes before it, and they just start hot shotting it randomly to try and get the number up to the seventieth champion because we're still only on sixty six individual champions. But yeah, uh, this match I thought was absolutely brilliant. Um, I was kind of surprised because in the build up to it, Okada's definitely in terms of the Japanese audience been playing more of the bad guy towards it, whereas in the match it was very fifty fifty. The crowd was fifty fifty all the way through it, and there was a lot of great moments. The only thing that makes me think that this isn't the end of Omega in New Japan is that they still protected the one-winged, a- one-winged angel. Mm. He never hit it again. Yeah. They mentioned a few times that Ibushi is the other one that's kicked out of it as well. Yeah, he kicked out of it in the G- in the last night of the G1. Mm. But um, yeah, they still protected it, so I, I don't think they think he's going. Unless WWE, you know, come in and... And WWE actually fun. made him an offer. So the story is that apparently he met with them a few days ago and they're paying for his flight back out of Japan so they can discuss the full details of what contract they want to offer him. But it's silly money, apparently. It's it's Orton money. Would, so you, it, would, you, would you take it if you were him? Pardon? See, I've, I've always had this thing of you never turn down an opportunity. You just kind of put an amount on it that's like, say, okay, I'll do it for this amount, expecting a no. He might have done that where he's like, okay, I want I want $10 less than what John Cena earns a year. <laughs> and they've gone, all right. Like, well, for that money, okay, I'd, I'd do it. Yeah, because they've got that Saudi money now, haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> Stop bringing up Saudi Arabia. <laughs> There's a... I can imagine him tempting him with Xavier Woods as well, so you can present up, up, down, down with Xavier. Well, <laughs> that's, like, oh, that's perfect for me. Uh, apparently, they have been getting guys like yeah, Xavier Woods and stuff saying to him, like, you should come in. You know, it's it's not all that bad. You know. Yeah, you, honestly, it's not bad. You just play video games with me all week. Yeah. <laughs> ignore what they're actually doing on the show. <laughs> you and Nakamura can do a dance off, something. And... Yeah, but if they are gonna pay him silly money, they're probably not gonna treat him that badly. I mean, it took him six months to start doing up decent with AJ Styles. <laughs> Yeah, but eventually they did. He's, he's yeah. got to pay his dues, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he's got to pay his dues. Yeah, Kenny Omega will come in. Job to Chris Jericho. He'll, he'll come in and he'll lose his first feud to uh, Dolph Ziggler. And then... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be yeah. terrible. Then he'll have a feud with Shinsuke. And then, and then he'll go for the title. To be, that's the one, that'd be interesting. We never got... The Nakamura match that was promised. He he beat Nakamura on the night he kicked AJ Styles out of the uh, Bullet Club in a tag match, and that was supposed to lead to him challenging for the IC title. But then, because the story got out about Nakamura leaving, they decided to strip Nakamura of the title and have him versus Tanahashi for the vacant title. Hmm. So it'd be quite a nice come around on that, even though it was happening in WWE, hmm. to see Nakamura 
half arse it through a match with Omega <laughs> <laughs> on, on, on a random episode of SmackDown. In Buffalo. <laughs> it's half it, like, we've seen too many guys go through WWE and get ruined, and I, just, I have no faith until it actually happens. What's the maddest you've been with WWE, like, ruining a wrestler? Shinsuke AJ match at Mania. It was terrible. Well, it was right. terrible. Me, but the problem is, ev- everyone wanted Wrestle Kingdom, and WWE aren't going to ever produce Wrestle Kingdom. Shinsuke Nakamura's lazy. <laughs> like, if you yes. think about it, he is quite lazy. The, uh, let me let me give you another. Asuka is my example. Mm. Yep. Who, who are you, don't be mad about Shinsuke and AJ Styles. Shinsuke is lazy. Pick somebody else. Come on. Who are you mad at? mad about that they that they ruined to justify the Asuka one they gave away Asuka's winning streak and in the finish of that match used that to make AJ versus Shinsuke's heel turn happen because they did the thing where Asuka got on the mic and said you were ready for me and stuff and they do the big thing where she's like glad I didn't everything and the only reason they did that was so when they did it with AJ Nakamura later in the show they believe in the heel turn so that's how much Asuka meant to them. Yeah. Uh, like the most easy made star. Since, well, they've had one come around since in Becky Lynch. But yeah, Asuka's still angry, even though they've, they've tried to fix it in recent weeks, which I called, by the way. We haven't recorded since TLC happened. We recorded before and I said Asuka was going to win the title. Uh, I don't remember you saying that. Mate. Yeah, I, I did say that. But now I need the second part to happen where Becky Lynch wins the Royal Rumble. So then we get Becky versus Ronda and Charlotte versus Asuka. Yeah. Which, yeah, it's, it's pretty obvious. It weren't me going out on a limb or anything that that's going to happen. And then they might have kind of fixed Asuka for me until she loses to Charlotte again. <laughs> anyway. And I don't think they're taking Shane McMahon seriously enough as well. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> He's the best wrestler in the world. <laughs> yeah. He won a trophy and everything. <laughs> he won the World Cup. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, see, I didn't watch that show being principled and everything, but then I just get a picture message sent through saying, <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> it's just shame at man. Best uh, World Cup winner and best in the world. It was Sam Punks. <laughs> it's like, oh my god. And then I got sent it by three other people saying, "We wish we hadn't watched now." <laughs> and it, so um, overall, as a show, like I know, uh, I, the the main events were brilliant. Yeah. So the um, the Jericho Nato match, it was never going to be like. An in-ring classic, but like the brawl, yeah. it was it was a good brawl. Um, the uh, Naito, the Okada um, switchblade match that was really good, and the Omega Tanahashi match was really good as well. Yeah, I think Okada and uh, Okada's match was probably my favorite, and then the main event was probably my second favorite on the show. Really enjoyed those. Osprey versus Bushi probably third, even though it did feel a bit short, but it packed a lot in. Uh, for me, it was main event. I, just, I love the, the storytelling in the main event. It's fantastic. And the bit about, like, uh, the Tanashi wants it in the ring, he wants it in the ring, and then he, he dived through the table after yeah, he, we he got suckered into it. Talk about that, didn't we? Yeah, so, yeah, that so table sort of just yeah. so good. He did splash through the table, did he? But, yeah. like, Omega moved. <laughs> yeah. What was your favourite gif? Favourite gif? Well, yeah, you didn't watch the full show, so what was your favourite gift that you've seen? You weren't meant to tell people that. Supposed <laughs> to blag it like Graham did last year. It's <laughs> the, the big-headed child. It's got to yeah. be the Kushidi, yeah, the big-headed yeah. child. And the Doc, Doc Brown switch. It's <laughs> brilliant. Love Back to the Future. <laughs> right, I think we're going to call it a day on for, the, for this week. Yeah. Uh, so, listeners, just a bit of housekeeping for you. We're switching the format up a bit um, for this year, so... Usually you get a show every Saturday, um, but we're just going to release shows as soon as we record them, aren't we? Well, how, how we're going to do them is, previously the show has been split into two halves where we do a new show in the first half and then the second half we'll talk about a topic. We're going to be releasing the news as soon as we record it, and then the topic will be coming out on the on weekend. On Saturday, yeah. Soon, but so like for this week, we're just, re- just releasing this show that you yeah. just heard. So... Uh, Next week, you'll get a new show at some point in the middle of the week. And next Saturday, you will hear from the Breed Guys again. So I hope you enjoyed them on this show. Uh, do you want to plug any social media? Uh, do you want to plug your events and then we'll talk about them next week? Yeah, sure. So we've uh, at Breed Wrestling. Uh, we're at Breed Pro Wrestling. And then on, t- on Facebook, for some reason it's different. 
Uh, we've got a show on Sunday the 10th of February at the Aberdale Picture House. We've only got the £14 general seating tickets left for that one. That's in Sheffield. That's in Sheffield, yeah. And we've got uh, an eight-man tournament and we're crowning our first champion that day. What, what wrestlers are in the tournament? So we've got Chris Ridgway, we've got Danny Jones, we've got ELP, we've got Chuck Mambo, we've got TK Cooper, we've got Bino, and then oh, Spike Trevay, and we've got um, Lucky Kid. And uh, there's been a bit of beef on Twitter between uh, Spike Trevay uh, calling out our favourite mayor of Sheffield, Majid, and uh, Majid's coming down and he's going to be in Lucky Kid's corner. Nice one. So back him up. Nice one, cool. And we are uh, at Royal Grumble Pod on Twitter. Yep. Royal... Facebook.com slash Royal Grumble. Yeah, that, ours is different as well. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's hard to change, isn't it? <laughs> and you can find all the links to subscribe to the podcast on any podcast thing. We're on like 30 different podcast hosters. Yeah, we, we all... upload it to Anchor, but we're, we're yeah. on iTunes or Apple Yeah, you can find it everywhere, called, but yeah. anchor.fm slash royal dash grumble. We really need to buy a web address um, after two and a half, three years. <laughs> yeah, so say, say goodbye, guys. Yeah, bye. Say goodbye, Daryl. Ciao, Bella. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Daryl. Goodbye, Daryl. <laughs>